0: Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom House. And I'm James Marriott. I normally try and start the podcast with some kind of, you know, clever, you know, a little pun or something that, you know, the, the one bit of the podcast that I put a little bit of work into. And I've been researching phrases involving the word posh. I you wanted know, something like, you know, a posh disaster or something. It's not really a laughing matter, though, is it? Um, because it really was... It was just, it was a nightmare. Friday night, an absolute nightmare. I can't think of any way of trying to gloss over it or try to make some kind of amusing quip about it because um, I think, you know, universally for every Sheffield Wednesday fan, it was just worst nightmare.
1: You can't dress it up, James. It was embarrassing, pathetic. The second half, I'm going to call the second half was a, collapse, calamity, you know, it was just, it went downhill from the moment Michael Smith, you know, has to put Wednesday in front. You know, when he goes through one goal, that has to be 1-0 Wednesday. And I, and I do think that potentially we are talking about a different game. And the yeah. Peterborough boss, Darren Ferguson, said exactly the same. I, you know, and I think we have to start from the beginning of where, you know, you're looking at the Wednesday lineup. I didn't disagree with the Wednesday lineup. And I thought, oh, that was, it's an attacking team. You've got Bannon and Patterson there, you know, supporting Smith, Windass in attack. Uh, but then, it's actually on reflection, you go, the balance of the midfield, it was it was all too wrong for me. And Wednesday were too open um, all the way through, and it, it looks every time, you know, Peterborough on the counter attack uh, and in transition. Out wide that they just would get the better of Wednesday virtually every time that they just had the beating of Liam Palmer, Marvin Johnson, and defensively, you know, you can't. They're just like for the errors that Wednesday have made in the last couple of months, and I, and I think we have to say, you know, we're, we're going to get into probably in the next pod looking at the sort of the big post mortem of the season, you know, as we expect that Wednesday aren't going to be getting promoted and they're staring a third year in League One. Um but I think we have to you know look at from the January business, Mark McGuinness, to and Flyn, boy have they massively missed. Mark McGuinness in the last few months, you have to say that that you know, and Aidan Flyn and Michael Heckward played together for the first time last Friday, and it looked like that, you know, yeah. and just the lack of pace was exposed time and time again by, you know, a very mobile, athletic front line that Peterborough have got. But Wednesday were the architects of their own downfall, James.
0: But Peterborough played like. One of those, um, and 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 we did this just a few years ago, you know, that that plucky team that just squeezes into the into the playoffs last day of the season. There's a huge amount of irony in the fact that Peter Burley qualified for the playoffs because we beat Derby on the last day of the season. Although actually we weren't brilliant. Derby didn't really... Turn up for that one um so um you know if playing someone else could be a different game, but look you know there was was it a nineteen point gap or something daft between um uh, between those two teams if you were a neutral watching that and you didn't know you would swear blind that it would be the other way around that gap because Wednesday just looked like a team that had no idea what it what it was doing um defensively it was was just it was it was awful um you write the midfield at times. Um, just didn't really seem to know what was what was going on. Just completely over overrun. Um, there's no getting away from that. Michael Smith chance has been a major turning point in the game and this is not about picking on any individuals at all because collectively that whole set of players needs to take a real look at themselves and, and the club as a whole really needs to stop and think, hang on, what what are we doing wrong at the moment? How are we getting this so badly wrong? Um, but, you know, you, you do have to look at, at that Michael Smith chance. I think if you look at the season as a whole, if you were to try and pinpoint a moment in the season that you think, ah, yeah, you know, Michael Smith at Ipswich, can't remember if we've talked about this in, on the last podcast or not because I've had this conversation with a few people. So apologies if I'm repeating myself. Michael Smith at, at Ipswich, that would have been three 0 and I don't think Ipswich come back from from that. And if that result stays the same, Wednesday are automatically promoted. If the rest of the season plays out in the same way, don't, it, yeah, that's that's maybe that's nonsensical. Maybe that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work like that, but. Um, you know, you, you, you pinpoint those key moments where your experienced attacker that you've brought in from a higher level, you know, he was going to be playing in the championship, um, has got to score those chances. This is not saying Michael Smith's had a bad season, because I don't think he has. He's scored goals and he's been in good form of, of late, scored a real hatful recently. Um, but you need that that star striker has got to score those chances in big games at Big moments, you just can't afford those misses.
1: Michael Smith has had a good season, and he is the first Wednesday player to have scored twenty goals since Neil Meller. So he does deserve a lot of praise for that. But he should be sitting here with thirty goals, James. He's mm-hmm. he is not a clinical, ruthless striker, um, and he has ha- he has missed some big chances. And I'm not just going to put it on him either. I'm and make it sound as if I'm making you know him a scapegoat for the fact that. Wednesday lost four 0 on Friday. Right, Lee Gregory hasn't done enough this season. Josh Windass has had his injury problems, but I think you're looking across the board. You know, I think Barry Bannon will be disappointed that he's not got another five, six goals. To you know, after the the way that he finished last season, and I think he's been at times not not at his best. He certainly wasn't the other day, uh, but yeah, no nobody turned up um, on Friday night and. Yeah, you know, that's why it was a shambles, and you know it started from Cameron Dawson's made a huge mistake for the first goal. You know that is a major goalkeeping error. It's not the first mistake we've seen from him, and I've come to the conclusion that w- whatever league Sheffield Wednesday are going to be playing in next season, and let's face it, it's going to probably be League One. Mm-hmm. They need a new number one goalkeeper. Uh, and like uh, uh, Cameron Dawson has kept a lot of clean sheets, but you look at the amount of uh, shots that go in, and I'm talking about him and Stockdale from outside of the box. How many times they've been beaten this season? It just seems way too many for me. Um, and, and it comes back to the general his handling of the area, the, the way, you know, and does he fill the the defense with confidence? And I'm not so sure that he does sometimes. I think the defense they feel as if he's got always got that mistake in him, Uh, and it was very costly the other day. You know, as at that point, Peterborough for the first twenty minutes, I didn't think they were in it, and I did think Wednesday were probably the better side. Yeah, and you should all, you know, I think it's worth pointing out too that Will Vogts, the clearance, was diabolical too. Yeah. I felt for Will Vogts, he didn't get enough support in midfield. It felt like he was trying to hold midfield together on his own, um, especially in the second half. As you mentioned it, Peterborough just overran Wednesday. You know, they just had, it, it seemed like they were outnumbered and they were outgunned in midfield. And and the second was a, a jammy goal. It's what happens. But, you know, you <laughs> if you have a go... That's sometimes what happens. It goes in off the player's back. But, you know, Marvin Johnson, again, you question it, of where he's turned his back. So he's allowed that to happen, of where, yeah. they he have a shot, takes a big deflection, goes in, and uphill task at 2-0 down. Uh, but I was looking at it thinking, I don't know mate, you. What, what do you think to this? I thought Darren Moore should have changed it at half-time, to not change personnel at 2-0. Yeah. They hadn't played badly Wednesday. But I don't know, just, again, to me... I think you need to be more proactive with decision making and it's not the first time we said that about Darren Moore.
0: Yeah and, and I'm not sure I particularly found the changes inspiring when they did come to be to be honest um, I mean certainly yeah when when you're 2-0 down there's an argument for something's not not working you've got to Change it, even if it's for changing its sake. And you know, we're not football managers. We we can't read the game in the way that managers can. That's why they're managers. So they should be able to see. All right, this is not working. That's not working. Or if I change this and this, it gives them something different to think about in the second half. Because th- there was, yeah, you know, it, w- it wasn't a difficult game for Peterborough. We didn't make life particularly difficult for them. Um, th- there is a theory um, uh, among some fans. Um and it's relatively level headed that actually do you know what there was there, there was a real element of bad luck going on as well because on another day- you know Cameron Dawson doesn't make that mistake on another day now that that you know it, it's 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 i don't think it's forgivable you need your goalkeeper. On you know those big games, big moments, they've got to make those. It's a basic save; it's not a difficult save. Um, but you know, on another day, probably does save that quite easily. Um, what ninety nine times out of a hundred, that second goal that doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, but but you know, I mean, defensive calamity that that that's that's not really uh, you can't really argue with that. Pretty clear penalty for Wednesday at 3-0, um, which probably would have been a red card. Um, so you're looking at, you know, potentially going to 3-1 and then being down to 10 men, maybe getting another goal back in the in the tie is not out of the question. So there's an element there of of yeah, you know, there were huge mistakes made. The the changes weren't made at the right moment. But actually, you know, were Wednesday also suffering from you know the luck being well and truly out as well in this equation?
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that to a certain extent. That I don't think on the night that Lady Luck shined on Wednesday, it certainly didn't for the second goal. And you're right; I think they should have certainly had a penalty. I'm not sure whether it would have been a sending off. But but Wednesday missed so many. Good opportunities, right? yeah. From Smith, the Josh Windass in the first half. Again, if Wednesday pull a goal back before half time, you know that changes the mood around the place. And Wednesday don't get booed off at halftime, um, and you know everyone's then going to have that belief to going on to that they can come back into this. Uh, yeah, and you know, I want to focus also on the third goal. You know, the, the third goal was diabolical the way that they were ripped apart that like, down the right the wing backs completely out of position you know, you barely saw marvin johnson in shot for when poku heads it in um yeah you know, and michael Hequa never looked particularly comfortable on the night playing on the left hand side of the back three a role he hasn't done as much this season when he's played in other positions and uh, yeah, you know, and I think, I mean, that, to me, really, you know, left Wednesday shell-shocked, the third goal, you know, to concede so early after half-time. And and you give yourself a mountain to climb. But at that point, I'm then thinking, right, experienced team, this is what Wednesday've got here, right? They'd be thinking to themselves, don't let it go to four. If it's 3-0, you still have a tiny glimmer, but don't concede a fourth. And elementary mistakes. I, you know, and it's so frustrating when you look at all the hard work that they've put in this season to get to this point. 96 points on the board. Any other year would have got Wednesday promoted. And they've thrown it away. And it's so frustrating for everybody, you know, of a blue and white persuasion to see Wednesday, you know, that they've done this, that... Yeah, on the the big stage, the the biggest match of the season, uh, the players let Darren Moore down. They let the fans down. It, yeah, it was just an awful night.
0: The there's <clears throat> you said earlier about you know there are there are post mortems that need to happen. Um, there are much deeper conversations that need to happen. We 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 talked about this before the podcast in terms of what what is this podcast gonna gonna be, what is this episode gonna be. And we said, look, you know, we we've gotta save those. You know, there's another game of football that needs to be played. It it's it's it, it doesn't feel right to have those season wide conversation, club wide conversations at this point. So that that will happen. That will come. I suppose we have got to, you know, pay some reference to that, to the to the game. How, how how on earth does Sheffield Wednesday approach that game now uh, in the second leg?
1: Well, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking changes that Darren Moore has to make. You've got to off the back of that. And they can't go completely gung-ho. But they've got to be looking at it. And they're going to have to break it down, aren't they? And just go... We don't know what the crowd's going to be like at Hillsborough. I would imagine that a lot of Wednesday fans will return the tickets and that you might be looking at a crowd of 28, 29,000 compared to 30,000 plus, which is what you would have got before the Western Home Stadium debacle, as we're calling it. Um, and so I, I just think that Reese James would come into the defence for me and then I would maybe be putting Hecker in the centre. I'd be taking Aidan Flint out completely. Um, And then I would be thinking, right wing back, maybe move Callum Patterson there. You've got Dennis Adeniran. I think he's done fairly well. Maybe if you wanted more legs, you could do that. And I'd put Windass in the 10 and Lee Gregory up front with Michael Smith. I've seen some fans call for Michael Smith has to be dropped because he was so poor the other night. And I'm thinking, he's your top scorer and I mean that's just ridiculous no, you, you need as many players who are capable of scoring goals on the pitch as possible and when they have to score early right, they have to if the miracle of Hillsborough is going to happen <laughs> right they've got to be 2-0 at half time for me and r- ideally they need to score in the first 15 to 20 minutes uh, get the crowd into it um, and that's if they're going to have a, a squeak as Steve Bruce would say Um a squeak
0: not at that for a while um, yeah, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because
1: um, yeah, you know, what the, would you do like, team wise? What would the you miracle, make changes?
0: Is it the miracle of Hillsborough? Is it just Mission Impossible? It's it's um, it's a real difficult game to approach. I actually think Wednesday probably need to score two in the first ten fifteen minutes. Um and the 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 inevitable problem that comes from the fact that you say you can't go gung ho and it's like you kind of got to you've got to score five goals, right? I mean, only four in ninety minutes, fair enough. But they have you know, got you've, gotta, you've got goals, to score five goals.
1: If Peterborough score one, then it really is game over. And so that's why. I, well, I, I, away I think goals Wednesday don't count for them. No, they don't. But then, when still have to score? When yeah. score five? So um, y- just y- to you... take it to
0: extra time. This is where you get this inevitable oxymoron, don't you? Because you, you've you've got to you've got to go and attack, and you leave yourself wide open. And we've just seen what Sheffield Wednesday are like defensively at the moment. That's a huge problem. I mean, can we play two goalkeepers? Maybe that might be uh, a good uh, a, a good option. Um, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing worries me defensively. That you know, I, I, um, I is it completely out of the realm of possibility that Sheffield Wednesday can score four goals? I think that's entirely possible. Can they do that and not concede that that feels really quite unlikely and Peterborough will know that, and for them, everything is in their hands tactically um and Darren Ferguson's been around the block he'll he'll know the same that um you know everything. Every, they've got all the cards to play in terms of um, of, of how they um, of how they approach that. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'd probably go with what you say. I, I've not really thought too much about it to be honest since Friday. Um, you know, I was I was away, having a whale of a time, and just thought, do you know what? Screw football. I'm I'm not going to let this ruin things. I'm not going to let this ruin you know me being away and having a good time. Um, so. You know what? I I I've really not given it all that much thought in terms of changes that I'd make. Um, I'm not even necessarily sure it matters that much, to be honest. I think that you know it's it's it's. Um, it feels like the damage is dead man done, walking, it? isn't it? Sheffield yeah. Wednesday right yeah. now, and 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 the conversations that we need to be having right now, we've just got to put on hold for a few days, and we need to get that game of football out of the way. Um, you know, if 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 Wednesday want to restore some kind of credibility there has to be a clean sheet. There has to be a real intent. If it's one of those nights where maybe Wednesday score a couple, maybe hit the post, hit the bar, a couple of great saves from the keeper and you go, all right, they had a go. There's a little bit of pride restored there. Um, you know, that that's that's something. Yep. I don't pro, know I don't, I don't know what else to say about pro, it. Pride's the big it's, one it's, for it, me. It, it's, it's bizarre playing a, a playoff game and it feels like a dead
1: rubber match. Well, yeah, and no team has ever come back um, from... down after the first leg so they're up against history if you're clinging to any positives Wednesday have scored four goals or more four times I think this season but they haven't done it against the calibre of opposition that Peterborough again if you're looking at the crumbs of comfort I did look at Peterborough and think defensively you can get at them and that's why if Wednesday could score early and get them rattled and the big players have to turn up, Bannon, Windas, Smith, Gregory if he starts, right? And they all have to produce the performance of the season, possibly the performance of their life, for Wednesday to stand any chance of pulling this off. But we've seen the miracle of Istanbul, the miracle of Medina, Go, you know, it's possible uh, that, that, that these things happen, but it just feels incredibly <laughs> unlikely. It just feels that, you know, Wednesday is, is this, have can we just Can this we clarify?
0: Cry. Is, is this an official Domhausen prediction? Because it's been a great
1: season for those. Is this an official and prediction or not? Uh, it absolutely isn't. Uh, and I, when I said championship bound, I didn't necessarily mean this season, did I? I didn't say... It was going to be this year. Uh, it might be next year. Um, so no, it's uh, it's it's been tough, hasn't it? It's just been, I, you know, my worry is that if Wednesday concede early, that. Oh, <laughs> the tie's over and Hillsborough will be a very toxic place.
0: It will. I, I, and what what you need to avoid is giving people a reason to leave at half time, doesn't it? Because that is, I, I think back to, uh, I think the last really toxic match that I was at was the, was it Blackburn when Wednesday were like 3-0, 4-0 down at halftime or maybe... Th- Was it 3-0 and then they scored within one minute of the restart? It was 4-0 on 46 minutes or whatever. They lost Um, 5-0
1: that They lost 5-0 in the end.
0: And, you know, fans just pouring out at, like, you know, the start of the second half. Um, You know, that, that, it, it, that's embarrassing, isn't it? When stuff like that happens for a team. You don't want that to be in the in the playoffs. So, I mean, it, it sounds awful, doesn't it? Going to a playoff saying, what I'd really like is for us not to be embarrassing. Like, that's that's a terrible, terrible statement. But that's what um, it was on Friday. But, but you know, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? If they yep. concede one, uh, maybe a couple early on. And, um, I mean, even conceding one earlier on is like, well, that's it, tie over. Might as well go home. You know, I, I it, said it
1: before, James. I said it before, right, that the players, they owe it. To Darren Moore, they owe it to the fans and they owe it to themselves to show what they're capable of. And they didn't on Friday. They froze on the big stage. And and I, I don't think there was any player that actually came out of Friday with any credit. I can't think of one that I would have given more than three out of ten for. You know, that's how bad it was. And this is a team that has missed out on automatic promotion with 96 points. So, you know, this this is where it's just, it's, I mean, it's just frustrating, isn't it, of where, you know, I didn't think we'd be here in this position after the first leg where, you know, we we're already looking ahead to next season where we're thinking this is gone, promotions, dream is over for another season and Wednesday failed in the playoffs for the second successive year. Um, but... They just somehow have to put in a performance. They have to. Pride is on the line here, like, you know, and they don't want it to be as embarrassing as it was on Friday. You know, you just got to hope that yeah, these are a lot of senior, experienced players who, um, on Thursday have got to be looking at it and go. In some ways, the pressure's off because nobody expects them to win. Nobody expects them to. Get through now, do they? They already think it's over. You know, all the pundits are saying that. History says that. The bookies are saying that. We'll go prove them wrong. Get, you know, at least make it respectable. Give Peterborough a fright. Give Peterborough something to think about, and give Wednesday fans some hope to cling on to for the summer and for next season.
0: We did see it, didn't we? A few. A few. Was it the year that, that Wednesday's up in the in the? playoff final? Was it Derby and Hull in the other one? And Hull were like maybe three 0 up after the first leg and Derby scored two early on in the second leg or something. Ended up I think it ended up three two. But that was one where it was all about we saw it a bit of Brian actually they, they kind of got themselves back in that in that Hi, Um I must say that did sound suspiciously like a rallying call, so on that note we will wrap things up. Um thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors. I'm actually meeting Ollie next week. It was supposed to be a celebratory um meeting to talk about what a great season. That takes a, a very different um a very different approach. If you want to meet up with Ollie, whether it's to talk about football or whether it's to um to talk about legal matters, um then head to titolaw.co.uk. On Twitter, Dom is at Domhausen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom and James thanks for listening hope the owls and we'll see you next time